Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Mojo Mondays with myself and Carly Taylor with her fancy headphones. I do. I've got fancy headphones because I couldn't find my other ones. I was like, where are my headphones? <laughs> These are such better quality too. Yeah, yeah. You've got the good ones and I've got my crap um, AirPods, but that's all right. That's all right. It's Mojo Mondays and you're the most important. So what are we going to talk about? Exactly. We are going to take off where we left last week. And this is going to be a really practical episode. So a lot of take-homes for people to experiment with. We're going to talk about what we can do when we have anxiety or worry or overthinking or fear or guilt, you know, all those emotions and thoughts that can take over our lives and lead us down a path that we don't want to be on or that don't serve us well. And you know, anxiety and worry and fear are, are all the what ifs. It's the crystal balling of all the negative outcomes that could happen, mm-hmm. not that will happen, but could happen. And sometimes that's really, really useful because it spurs us into action and we can mitigate those risks. But sometimes it's very unhelpful and it can end up paralyzing us and we can end up being um, going into an, a, a sort of a state of inaction. Um, You know, for example, we don't speak our opinion in a meeting or, you know, for our kids, it's like they might not put their hand up even though they want to contribute or, you know, it can affect sporting performance, impact our relationships. It's important to know that this is our primitive brains doing its job. Our brain is trying to protect us and it's completely normal. Yeah. And people, I think, understanding that response that stress response and um, that we share with other species and it's fight flight or freeze so yep. the whole idea of the stress response and and this is the thing it doesn't matter whether the stress is physical or psychological it's the same system that's activated and it doesn't matter whether it's real or imaginary it's the same system that's activated so you can think yourself into a state where you're as stressed as if you're being chased by a lion And then the body releases all of these chemicals to enable you to either fight or to run away or you just freeze, right? And freezing can be useful sometimes because most animals are, their their visual systems are attracted to movement, right? So, but that's often why we can get paralyzed or we can't freeze. And this is also, I think what, what happens is when, when you're stressed, there's this beautifully synchronized system that kicks off. There's two parts to our stress response system the fight or flight nervous system, the sympathetic nervous system. And then there's the HPI axis. So the first one is very, very fast acting and involves the the, the hormones adrenaline and noradrenaline. Um, noradrenaline is like the sister cousin that's released in the brain. Um, and then uh, if that stress is, is extreme or prolonged, the HPI axis kicks in more and more, right? Um, so, and that's to do with cortisol. And really, um, when we're faced with normal stressors, we don't want cortisol to be kicking in because in the short term, it's good. It makes your pupils dilate. It makes you dump blood sugar into your system. It makes your memory sharper, your your senses keener, dulls your sensitivity to pain. But if it's raised over long periods of time above baseline, that's what makes you fat, it makes you sick, and it destroys your brain function, right? Mm-hmm. So it's understanding that this system kicks in And that if we are just having a normal stress response and we don't fight or run away, those stress hormones can build up 
And that's what actually makes it worse, right? Mm-hmm. And that's when um, we, we, it starts to impact on our brain function and over time it impacts on our physical health as well, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I think that basic understanding then leads us into what we can do about it. Yeah, and yeah. For years we've talked about discharge, recharge, reframe, right? And maybe I'll take the discharge bit, which is if you can, right? If it's feasible that you do this, that when you're feeling stressed, the best thing to do is a short burst of physical activity, right? Um, is sprint on the spot for 30 seconds, kettlebell swings, just anything, do squats, do run up and down a couple of flights of stairs. What you want to do is discharge those stress hormones, right? Because that, that act of discharging the stress hormones brings us back to homeostasis to the point where we're calm again. Then we can do the recharge, which is about breath, and then the reframe, right? Yeah. I mean, I find this when I do a short burst of exercise. So, you know, even before I have a client, even if I want to just get into a, a different state, I find doing a short burst of exercise just so helpful. You can get your heart rate up and it just prepares you for for what's next it's almost helps you getting your game face on it is it's it's preparing your body right it's just sending a signal to your body so that i mean that's where you can use it if you're a bit low in energy yeah is you can just again just do that to mobilize or do 30 you know they're called wim hof breaths but it's it's not really wim hof breaths but that that controlled hyperventilation which releases adrenaline that's if you're too low you need to up your arousal right yeah and then if you're too high, you need to down-regulate your arousal. And the best way, again, to do that is a bit of exercise. But then the second bit comes from the recharge, right? So that's that down-regulating your arousal using breathing. Yeah. So sometimes it's not feasible to do the discharge bit, right? Mm. If you're sitting at work or you're in a meeting and um, you can feel the red mist rising and you can't really jump up and do a 30-second sprint in the middle of a meeting, um, that's when you just kick into breath work, right? Yeah. But I think you can get into your body even if you're in that situation where you can't move too much. You know, you can can just press your feet into the ground Ah, and just feel that. You can wiggle your toes. You can press the pads of your fingers together and then do that breathing and then the reframe, which is how can I reframe what's going on here and i'll give you an example of this cuz i'm i'm studying at the moment i'm doing my masters and every time i've got a uni assignment i just get this anxiety just build up i can feel it in my body so i recognize it when i can feel it in my body it's like i can feel it in my throat or i can feel it my my shoulders will get tense and I know this is like my thoughts start racing then. It's like, oh, what if I fail? Um, you know, how am I going to do this? All these crystal balling kind of, you know, thoughts that that come up. And and what I find is if I can do a short burst of exercise, well, first of all, I've got to be aware of it. I've got to be aware mm. of my body and notice it. You know, we all need to become notices of what's going on in our body and notice what's going in our mind. And that self-awareness, that's that first step. And then doing a short burst of exercise, doing some breath work, and then reframing it. And for me, the anxiety is useful because it 
I am not going to do well in my assignment unless I actually put the work in. Mm. So I reframe it that, okay, I want to do well, so I'm going to work hard at this. So if you can reframe it, if if the, the emotion that's coming up and the thoughts are telling you to do something, then often it can be helpful. And now a quick break for a word from our sponsors. I actually just want to go back to what you said there about you know you can press your fingers together or press your feet in and 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 this can be this DRR that we use discharge recharge reframe if you can't discharge i just thought about what you said um divert so the d mm. goes from discharge to divert and it's about diverting your attention yeah. so when you're too in your head you want to get out of your head and the best way to do that um, well, you can you, you can do stuff. You talked about this before. Look for the color blue or whatever, or just notice your feet. Squeeze your feet. Wiggle your toes. Press your hands together. What you're doing there is you're diverting your attention, so you're breaking that loop, right? Yep. And getting yourself out of that amygdala hijack, and then you can do the recharge, and that's where the breathing comes in. So we know that any type of breath work is is useful as long as it involves slower and controlled breathing. Yeah. So you can do box breathing, three, four, five seconds, in for four, three or four or five, hold for the same, breathe out for the same, hold for the same. You can do in for five, out for five. Recently yeah. been shown to help to clear amyloid plaques in people with early um, cognitive decline. Right, which is just unbelievable that breathwork could do that. Mm. I have a preference for breathing in for four, out for six, or in for three, out for seven. Reason being that when you breathe in, you temporarily just slightly upregulate your sympathetic nervous system. And then when you breathe out, you switch on your parasympathetic. So this is like the two sides of the seesaw. Sympathetic yeah. is fight or flight, parasympathetic rest or digest. So for me, doing that longer breath can be more effective, but it is shown that anything that you're doing that is slow controlled, it can be equal in, you can breathe in for four, hold for five, out for seven. There's a number of things. As long as it is slow controlled breathing, it's going to reduce the intensity of the emotions that you're feeling. And we know it takes you out of high beta. So beta wave is arousal all the way through to overwhelm and panic at high beta. And just doing that breathing, it only needs to be a few breaths, can just take you right down. And if you've got a a minute to spare, doing a minute um, will really, really help that. So particularly if you can do the discharge, but if you can't do the discharge, the discharge comes divert. Yeah. And really, really, really good um, to do this first thing in the morning, especially if you know that you have something during the day that is going to bring up anxiety or even if you if you are somebody who wakes up with a feeling of dread every morning and you don't even know why that you feel that way which a lot of people do do this exercise and see whether it helps because it is it is going to burn up those um, stress hormones and it is going to divert your attention onto Mm -hmm. and it's important at the end of this discharge recharge reframe to then take action 
and take yeah. action aligned to what's important to you, whatever that, that it could be the purpose in the moment. So maybe you just got to clean up the kitchen or tap into your values and go, what is important to me right now? I need to, I need to draw on courage right now, or maybe I need to draw on kindness right now. Um, but draw on, on those character strengths or those values that are going to be your compass in what you do next. Yeah. And and some of the reframe techniques that you can do, there's a number that you can do, as you just said, you know, reframe this around values. But generally, anxiety and stress is your body preparing you for action. So it's yeah. telling you that you need to do something, right? So it's it's reframing that anxiety I feel to say, this is my body telling me I need to act, right? And just by doing the discharge recharge, you pull the level of arousal down to a, a level that you can control. Mm. So one of the biggest things in terms of how stressed you feel about a situation is whether you feel like you have a sense of control. Yeah, And this is where this whole idea of this the sage comes into it as well. If you can bring that in, what would my sage do right now? You know, channeling that best version of yourself. <laughs> Remember, your sage is the best version of you. So you're just going to channel your superpower. That's going to give you a greater perceived sense of control or what we call locus of control. Um, so then you are more likely to be able to do the action. So just that combination of pulling the arousal level down a little bit and then um, framing around the action that you need to take, align to your values, arigamama, what needs to be done, what my sage do right now. There's a number of different techniques that you can do to reframe it. Or if it's a shit situation, you know, what's the silver lining right here? James yep. Gross has shown that when you have bad stuff that you're thinking about, if this is a memory that's coming up that's making you stressed, you go, okay, yeah, that was shit, but what was the silver lining? What was the good that came out of that bad situation down the track? Hmm. Sometimes you really have to hunt for the silver lining, but you know that's one of my mantras, be a silver lining hunter. Yeah. Because uh, Professor James Gross has shown that when you have negative situations that you're remembering if you um um actually go yeah that was bad you acknowledge you accept it but then you reframe to look for the silver lining and um, it is wonderful and it even works for people with ptsd it can be really quite successful yeah amazing amazing so i think that's the um the the to to look this week is the to Experiment, yeah, experiment on using that discharge, recharge, reframe, um, connect your actions with your values. Um, you know, if you can't do the discharge, just use your body, press your feet into the ground, wiggle your toes, pads of the fingers together. And I would really suggest if you have a, a young person in your life, a, a teenager who I know a lot of young people um, are really feeling anxious and don't really know what to do with it. You know, this might be a technique that you can pass on to them, uh, especially if they have exams coming up. That's right. And it's just it's just your body preparing you for action, right? Yeah. Um, and, and look, really good if you've got little kids. Um, just notice that whenever they're, they're stressed, 
just say, let's get the sillies out. So you do a 30 yeah. second sprint on the, remember we used to do this with the kids? Yeah. 30 second sprints on this, on the spot where you run around in circles and just go boogaloo and, you know, get the kids involved. And then you just say to them, okay, let's do five breaths. Just get them to do four or five breaths. Right. And then talk to them once they are now back in their frontal lobes and control. And it, it's genius. It works really well for kids and it works for adults because we're just big kids. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so go and do some experiments. Catch you next week. Okay, see ya.